Let's rock. Hello, yes, Dan Ozzy here. This is the master of Tiger style, Lee Moriarty, Dominic Carini. This is Trey Lamar. This is Zoe Sky. This is Nick fucking Gage. This is Bobby Beverly, and you're listening to the IWTV Guide Podcast. Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk and I am joined by Jay Gold. How are you? Happy Monday Night Raw night, Cody Rhodes night. Good to talk to everybody. <laughs> and we're also joined by Marky. Happy being in a post. We know everything about the roster for Street Fighter VI World. I know it's not wrestling, but I want to mm. gush for a second. That does sound cool. All right. A lot to unpack from the last week or so here. Um, I got a chance to work a show with Kid Bandit. Who may or may not be also this week's Superstar Showcase, maybe. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, well, I, I told them that we are in full support of them. And what we talked about on the show last week, I may have said to him, don't let the motherfuckers win. And then he came back on Twitter and said he's not going to let the motherfuckers win. So where was the show that you were doing with Kid Bandit? Kentucky, Ohio. What was, was that the... Colossal Con? It was not the Colossal Con show. I could not do the con at golf. And I, uh, between work and my daughter had a fundraiser for her junior prom because she could be a junior next year. God help me. But uh, there was a show in the in the same city, not too far from the con the next night. They they did it in conjunction with Bike Week. I worked that show. And how was it? Any big names besides Kid Bandit on there? Uh, Ki- uh, Kid Bandit, uh, Jack and Stone would have probably been the other big name. And uh, Tim, T-I-M, the, the former Tim, uh, Timmy Lou Retton. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. And I only mentioned that he would Timmy Lou Retton be, and some people don't aren't aware of the change. So White Mike is gone. Mark, I know he retired. I think during the pandemic, right? I believe so. Amazing, huh? Well, that's cool. That sounds like a lot of fun. And Kid Bandit sounded sounded pretty open to the idea of joining us here. Yeah, we're pretty much a matter of working out which week. But I think we, I think that's pretty much we're about ninety eight percent sure I'm, we're going to get them on. Cool. And how about everybody else's weekend? Uneventful. I don't know if anybody cares, but it was my birthday on Friday. So we went to uh, my daughter's gymnastics show, which was great. I had an interesting Turkish dinner with my in-laws. And at least I, didn't, I wasn't embarrassed. And then uh, the weekend was kind of quiet after that. I watched the Rangers lose on Sunday, which was quite the bummer. Um, oh, they're still 2-1 though. Yep. And the Mets split with the Dodgers, which was good. So Dalton can kiss my ass. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Otherwise, uh, otherwise uneventful, so to speak. Oh, and for my birthday, I got a Batista Ultimate Edition Elite. So Big Dave is going to go on my wall in the uh, in the uh, studio here at uh, Benefactors Compound, Long Island. What makes him so ultimate? Hmm. I think because he has like eight different style hands, heads, both contracts from SmackDown and Raw, and they have all the names on them, which is which is pretty cool. I know we don't do a vid- visual, but I'm showing Marcy right now the. Uh, all the different things going on here, but the uh, multiple contracts from for WrestleMania 21 is a, is a pretty nice uh, touch here. So good on her for knowing which one of these figures I wanted. Call the big gold belt in that package there, very nice. That's right, that's right, in the animal T-shirt, which is pretty neat. Yeah, I I, I laugh as we record this on Monday night. The Guardian postponed their game with the Rangers. They're going to remake it like a doubleheader tomorrow, and the weather supposed to be worse tomorrow. But like, what? it's just thinking positive. They're hoping they can will that weather to. Uh, to give you guys some some nice weather but we have like 80s and sunny here the whole week so i think wednesday we're supposed to get some rain but that is not wrestling related <laughs> anything going on in your world this weekend marky 
Well, as I, I mentioned earlier, there'll probably be an upcoming X over episode, probably covering this way more in. Uh, I enjoyed the uh, PlayStation State of Play events, mostly because of Street Fighter VI. I am so hyped for this game. Ken's going to be a homeless, da- homeless dad no more, I think. So it's really dumb, but I love it. I- yeah, listen to, listen to X over this upcoming. There's, I am covering like just about everything I can about that game. As well as the whole event. I do find it kind of neat. They're kind of on Dynamite this week. The Kingdom Hearts is not that hard. And it's kind of on Hell in a Cell King. Like playing 358 and a half days. But... Well, you see, it's 358 days from two different characters' perspectives. That's why it's called 358 days over two. Right. I'd but like... it's really fucking dumb because it's Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, you know, honestly, like just the, the main games are fine. Like the guy game. I tried to play all the guy games and they pissed me off. I'll just play the mainline game. You get the point. I, I have never played a uh, a Kingdom Hearts game, believe it or not. Never played one of those games. Final Fantasy and Disney, like you can't go wrong with it. Yeah, I didn't. I never liked Final Fantasy, so what? I uh, I can't help it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if we lose listeners for that. I uh, I was a uh, uh, I was either sports games or I was playing, uh, you know Tomb Raider or Gears of War or Assassin's Creed. Uh, but I never got around to to role playing games. I, I I can't do those games where you like attack and you see numbers fly off, and that's just not my jam. Any third person, I got to see the shooter I'm using. I like to go around and like you know snipe and hide, and at least I got to see the guy. I can't play first person. My eyes are all messed up. I can't see where the gun is coming from. It's just a disaster. But this is definitely not wrestling related. Big number <laughs> equals big fun. <laughs> this is. I am positive this is not wrestling related. This you, is this is this is what we call evergreen content. Mm-hmm. We can't we can't be just all wrestling all the time. Like everybody does that. That's true. That's true. So we can, but then we'll be infringing on Marcy's podcast if well, we start talking about video games. Here's here's the wrestling. Zangief's a wrestler. He's going to be in Street Fighter Six because that nice. whole ass roster leaks. Now here's here's a here's a conundrum. I got myself a Zangief uh, wrestling gym T-shirt. It's a it's a collab. And it's from Brighton Beach and, you know, because he's Russian. And then I bought it and I'm like, and just as it got delivered, the Russia-Ukraine war started. And I'm like, am I really allowed to wear a Zangief t-shirt around? Of course people, you are. Well, people give me trouble for, for sporting the Russian red all over the place, but I do wear it all the time. It's a great shirt. If they do, you give them the spinning pile driver. That's right. That's right. If they understand a Street Fighter reference, you're gold. If they don't, uh, I'm sorry. Right, right. Not my fault. I didn't, I didn't make it. All right, let's go ahead and get this back to wrestling, though. And let's go ahead and go and go for what's on IWTV this week. What's on IWTV? Wednesday, June 8th, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Paradigm Pro, UWFI Contender Series, Inc. and 5 Epicode. We've got six live shows coming up this week. We're starting on Thursday, June 9th, 8 p.m. Eastern. Wrestling Open, Epico 23. Marcus Mather, again, Platinum Mac Captor already announced for that show. Friday, June 10th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Action Wrestling presents Should You Going Down. Independent Wrestling Championship is on the line. HP Mac defending against Eric Royal. Action Tag Team Champion Violent Kings Forever taking on the team of Airbnb, Bobby Flago, and Grogan Finley. Uh, and Duplex Kaya taking on the team of The Good Hand, which is Shug D, and a mystery partner to be announced. That and a lot more on that card. Also on Friday, 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 10 p.m. Eastern, Let's Go Pro Wrestling presents 93 till infinity. Jacob Fatu will defend the West Coast Pro Championship against Trey Miguel. AJ Gray against Tom Lawler. 
Speedball Mike Bailey against Kanesuke Takeshita, and much, much more on that card. That would be Takeshita. Takeshita. Yeah, it's spelled Takeshita. I'm trying not to say Takeshita, but that's how it's spelled. But. Hey, Excalibur said Takeshita. Uh, and Excalibur is probably right, but I'm using the American I'm using the American pronunciation because I can't speak Japanese. Yeah, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Anyway, Saturday, June 11th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. TWE Chattanooga present Pink or Swim. TWE Championship on the line in a boot camp match. Nerf defending against Tank. TWE Tag Team Championship on the line. The Squatting Dragon taking on Out of the World. Brett Eichmann against Jaden Newman. Daniel McCabe against Robert Martyr. Pink or Swim scramble and much more on that card. Monday, June 12th, 3 p.m. Eastern. Beyond Wrestling Freaknet. Beyond the Gherkin's Wrestling Open. Please come back. Three. Main event of that show, Biff Bukic against Alec Price. And much more on that card as well. I'm not hearing the one match that I want to hear, which is a little disappointing that the Ralph the Robot is not wrestling on any of these cards, Jayhawk. And, uh, and, and I think they teased a little something last week. And uh, no Ralph. So, you know, Jerry, if you're listening, I'm just going to be very polite this week. I'm going to go with kill him with kindness. Jerry, you're a delightful young man. You have a great idea with this app that has given us the bountiful content that helps us with our podcast every week however i would like to know when ralph is going to get his title shot and i'm just going to leave it at that jerry when is he going to get the title shot maybe the title shots the friends we all made along the way <laughs> i'm not gonna let you do that marcy nope <laughs> i want to see i want to i want i want to be able to touch it i want to be able to hold it i want to see a tangible title shot for whoever that person is underneath that ridiculous robot mask see they could be wrestling and you don't even know they could have uh, a title it, shot and you don't know but they haven't revealed them no. it's not okay i'm just gonna go with that i'm gonna leave it at that jerry it's not okay see it happen and i'm gonna be in cleveland next friday jerry on the 17th i know you go to a lot of those shows when they run it you know when they run live we're gonna have a conversation i think i think we should just talk let's just talk it out talk it out like men see what's going on with the robot when's the match happening do I do I need to mediate so nothing? Oh yeah, to blows? I, and I'm coming alone, so I don't have the other my brother with me. It's just gonna be me, you know. So no harm, no foul. You know, Marcy has to hold me back, or you know, okay, just well, have a quiet conversation. We, you know, we'll figure that out, I guess. Okay, well, before we talk about next Friday, let's go through the rest of what's on IWTV this week. But there's still more. Okay, better be a title shot in there. <laughs> well, I will find out. Sunday, June 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern. H2O presents underrated Epico 28. Monday, June 13th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. South Easter presents Uncharted Territory, Geek and 4, Epic Pick. No title match scheduled for that show. Dana McCabe in action on that particular lineup. And then Tuesday, June 14th, 8 p.m. Eastern, and at the premiere of Untension Pro, don't try that at home. So, nope, no robot within the next seven days of the recording. Okay. And Jerry, well, and Jerry, he is curious about that conversation. So, if you are coming to Cleveland for. Gangster Rap made me do it. You might want to just hide in the balcony because we can't get to you. No, no reason to hide. I'm a very unimposing figure. <laughs> like, I like to wear, you know, I like to wear my uh, Derek Dillinger shorts and a nice pair of sneakers. And uh, you can find me. We'll have a drink and uh, we'll plan that title match together. We could do it together. And then we can talk about my idea for an animated deathmatch wrestling show with animated animals. As long as happen. it's not as long as it's not your NFT that I stole from your virtual wallet and sold to someone else. So they they have you no longer own the rights to said cartoon. <laughs>
Now I'm well, stealing from if you catch my grift. I apologize today. We're just all over the place. Well, it's see, the, the thing, robot thing. The thing is, you can always make fun of NFTs because it's you're always going to be once again evergreen content. <laughs> Constantly relevant. That's what I like to call the three of us. <laughs> oh God. All right, let's take a let's take a minute to catch our breath and then we'll go into our uh, regular spotlight for the Russellers Spotlight. All right, Marky, we were going to do this last week and stuff hit the fan. So it let's did. It again. Yes, yeah, so this week I will be recovering Kid Bandit. And I think with these, it's going to be a little more my own personal my own personal experience with this wrestler because we could also talk about where he's trained, the Santino Bros Dojo, as well as the Nightmare Factory. Who his trainers were QT Marshall, Cody Rhodes, Alan Angels, Baron Black, and Luke Grimes, also the Santino Bros and JTG. Or the appearances he's made for DPW, Prestige, Game Changer Wrestling, and even AEW. But for me, I want these to be about, like, for me, the connection I have to these these wrestlers, especially with Pride, like, the importance of queer representation and everything to that nature. So for me with Kid Bandit, I think really the first time I took those, I think a lot of people caught up is when he did the, actually, the cosplay of Zero Suit Samus. I think that's kind of when they blew up like real big because I remember that that going around all over Twitter quite a lot. Um, and just from there, it's just like been so fun watching their career. They're only been wrestling a year, training for two years, but because of the pandemic, that kind of obviously slowed things down. And it's just been kind of fun seeing how far they've grown in this last year, not just as a wrestler, but just as like all around performer, all around person going through this journey with them as they've come out and like, I don't know. It's been a delight to see some very fun cosplays along the way. You know, we got our Femmes, TM Punk. We got the Astro Flow cosplay, just a few personal favorites of mine. But yeah, I like I said, Kid Bad, I, I'm really happy with after everything that happened, like that they're not giving up, that they're coming back. They came back to social media. It seems like they're going to keep going on with this wrestling thing. And I'm so happy about that because like I said, they've, I feel like they've been a very positive influence to a lot of people, myself included. But, so yeah, Kid Bandit's awesome. Should definitely follow them on Twitter. At Kid Bandit Pro, Band- Kid has two Ds in it. Uh, it's also where, hey, you feel so inclined to support them? They have a cash app in the Venmo. Send them some money to show how much you support them. And I, I would say, if you ever see a Kid Bandit match, Kid Bandit does the, uh, is it a 450 or a 630 uh, spin kick? I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a person be able to get themselves around that many times and then lay a kick to make it look like the kick actually worked and i was very impressed with kid bandit's uh rawness i know kid bandit's only been you know you know pro for a few years but very impressive one of those up and coming high flyers you want to see them on a on a card absolutely search kid bandit out um and marcy i i couldn't agree more now's the time to support now's the time to show your love so for all of our our you know, spotlighted wrestlers this month, really pay attention to what it means to Marcy and to, to this month and to all the goodness that's out there. So excellent. Look up kid bandit. Like I said, for just like being just like, I believe a year in like of actually having matches, like be this good. So soon the ceiling's the limit for him or sky's the limit. Believe is the proper terminology. Break that ceiling right to the sky. And I will say having shared a locker room with them this weekend, fantastic in the locker room fantastic in the ring they were going over a match with somebody else in the locker room like they weren't even having any time re- anytime soon like they were just going to get going over stuff and the, the mind they have for psychology already so early in their career fantastic yeah promoter 
you get a chance to book Kid Bandit, book Kid Bandit, you're not going to. I'm very disappointed they let you share a lot, uh, a lot of the talent and not, you know, a mop closet or something for the referees. But, you know, that's just my own. <laughs> that would be a hell of a, that'd be a hell of a rib. I'll tell you that. But, and just, just for, maybe I won't buy you a drink when you come to Cleveland. <laughs> oh, no harm. No harm. Just a good old fashioned ripping. All right. Uh, we got a, an interesting show to review this week. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. The Weekly Review. All right. So, our show this week High Tension Wrestling presenting the Electric Kitty Showdown. It May 6th, 2020. Well, aired live on IWTV on May 6th, 2022. From the, get the name of the mall now. I'm down. I lost my page on Cage Match here. It's the Steamtown Mall. Thank you. Written in Pennsylvania, but there are a ton of offer references on the show. Now I'm trying to figure out. Let's start from the beginning here. Was this mall is was this mall closed at the end of the day and they let everybody come in and do this? Or was this in the middle of the day and they just let people who wanted to come over and take a look? Was there a paid gate where you had to pay to get into the mall and then get to the the spot, I, I just, I'm not sure how these type of matches work, especially with a working shopping mall. Well, even, even before that, we had, we did have a promo from one P-Fan doing his best Michael Scott impression. And I think my favorite thing in all of this is the quote, is the Wayne Gretzky quote, quoted by Michael Scott, and then quoted again by P-Fan. <laughs> P-Fan was very, that was, I see, it took me a second well, until they ran the, the office music. And then I'm like, okay, I get it. And then Thiefant is sitting there with the uh, with the world's best boss mug or something. And I, I've never heard of this company. I don't know who owns it. I, I would assume that the both of you would probably have a better idea. But another, almost like a uh, an LVAC, very community, very everybody knows each other type of deal on the show. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very curious as to how they set up the gate for this show. Okay, I, I, I was hoping to get the senior official for High Tension Wrestling on the show this week to go over some of that stuff, and that just scheduling didn't work out. Uh, I am going to correct myself. I think I can make it with the date for the show. It's May 14th with the date of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to answer your question, though, I have no idea how they how they structured this with, with the mall. Uh, it looked like there were people walking around in the background that weren't there for the show, but it didn't look like there were that many of them. I mean, I would have been going to Zales and I would have been like, hey, you know, I'm just on my way to get a pendant or something. And there's just there's a high there's wrestling right there. I would have been super excited. I probably would have gotten a lot of trouble. I would have told my wife, no, no, we're not leaving anymore. Now it's time to go watch wrestling. But uh, I was very curious. There was right in between the Crunch Fitness and the Verizon store and the guy who takes uh custom family pictures. That's that's where they were in between those those stores for this show. You know what? I like the mall aesthetic for a show, though. You remember the first uh, Monday Nitro got the Mall of America while the mall was open. Right. But there were also like 10,000 people in here. There was about, you know, 30. So, you know, the aesthetic was a little different, especially when people are coming out of, you know, the Verizon store disappointed their iPhone wouldn't be traded in. So <laughs> it was something. I can only imagine someone that's worked retail having this just go on as you're having to deal with shitty customers. <laughs> oh my God. You have like a, you have somebody complaining about a return and in the background you hear the announcing hermit crab. <laughs> I've been so pissed off. 
If I still worked retail, I would totally get fired if there were a wrestling show going on like, at, at my store. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm not working right now. There's wrestling going on. I'm going to be over here. And not just any wrestling, a Rumble-style wrestling match at one point. Throw the unruly customer into the ring. <laughs> Roll them right in. You take it. Uh, do you know how much money we could we could freaking make if we could throw our unruly customer into a wrestling ring while a match was going on? Well, I mean, I thought I thought this match was like I thought this was going to be like that empty uh, empty mall match or mall show that um, it wasn't Chikara. Who did the empty mall show with like Orange Cassidy and all those guys? Wasn't that also an LVAC show? That was like the Let's LVAC. Hang Out banner. Yeah, I thought it was a Let's Hang Out, but um, I, I mean, it was not like that. <laughs> it missed some of the charm of those of that show that was on, or the Mall Madness um, shows that kind of air on on IWTV. All right, so the important question is, what is the biggest mall each of you have been in? Because this is making me feel nostalgic about mall. The biggest, I would say, what King of Prussia. I think, I, was, I think I've been in that mall as well, actually. Oh, yeah, that would probably be my that would probably be my answer. Well, now not, there's now in now in New Jersey there's the American Dream Mall, and it's the size of it has an amusement park and a ski slope, and it has a a theater for Cirque du Soleil, and it has a water park indoors. That one is probably the biggest. I just ha- I, I live near it. I just never went in it. So I'm gonna go with the yeah, King of Prussia would probably be my number one. You know, I was going to brag about going to the Palisades Mall, and then you just talked about that one. It feels <laughs> not not as cool in comparison, even though it did have an ice skate rink and a movie theater. And the Palisades Mall in New Jersey? No, in New York. It's New York. Oh, New it's- York. New York. Yeah, yeah. They that Then they close on Sundays. Oh, no, it's the Garden City Mall. Yes. I mean, the Garden State Mall. Okay. Palisades Mall is big. IMAX, all, all that stuff. They also have hidden arcades, which was awesome. I don't know if they still have hidden arcades. Like, probably not, but... Those were sick because I there was one that had fucking Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in it, and that was hidden behind the stairs. It was in such a shady spot. I'm surprised I never got mugged there, mm. but I fucking loved it. Mall nostalgia can't go wrong. What about that game show, Mall Madness? Wasn't that wasn't that a was that a game show or was that a wrestling show that I'm confusing the two with at this point? I feel like I'm punch drunk right now. I don't know why. There was a board game called Mall Madness. Is that what you're saying? Yes, there was. That's what I'm thinking of. Thank you. And not to be confused with Marble Madness, which was absolutely awesome. I was thinking of like, there's that not the show that's not Supermarket Sweep, but aired right after Supermarket Sweep. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking of. It's not Mall Madness. No, I can't remember the name of it. Fuck. This is great. If anybody knows, just let us know on Twitter. We'll just make up for it somewhere. But yes, great wrestling show content. (laughs) Well, we got all this mall activity going on. We got to, we got to keep it relevant. All right, so your commentary team is Scott Holliday, Peter DeLong, and Matt Mikowski. We open the show with the prank of the professional wrestling, Phil Stamper, coming out to the ring. And before he really gets too much, the goons interrupt, and they go, well, we heard you talking about the Powerball Rumble. And Stamper's like, well, I hadn't started yet because you interrupted me, but since you mentioned it now, yes, the Powerball Rumble later. WCW, everybody. Oh, sorry, wrong show. <laughs> By the way, it was Shop Tell You Drop. Oh, there we go. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, man. IWTV guy, come for the wrestling review, stay for the old 90s game show talk. <laughs> Actually, the wrestling is secondary today for some reason. I'm not sure what's going on here. Anyway, the opening game at lead to our opening match, which is Rocket Rob Radke taking on the rabbit honey badger, Ryan Mooney. Uh, Radke is a member of the goon, but he can't direct the goon to the back. He wants to do this on himself. He seems, it seems like he's begrudgingly a part of the goons from what I got from this match. 
Yeah, I wasn't quite understanding the connection there. Um, originally, I thought it was Ronnie Radke, and I was like, "No, that's wait a, piece a minute, of shit." That's what I was saying. I was like, "How did that dude get on a show?" And then I'm, re- I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay." I'm like, "That's not the same guy." No, Rob, uh, Rob Radke did not launch any microphone stands into the crowd during this match. <laughs> I was, I was slight, I was taken aback for a second when I was reading the, the list of the matches. But yeah, I was very happy that it wasn't him. So. Like in the first like minute of the match, Radke uses a penalty and it looks really good. And he doesn't even maintain the advantage. Like he gets hit, calls the move like before I even f- finished writing my note. It's like why out on that? I wasn't I wasn't that impressed with either either gentleman in this match. It was fine. Um, I, it kind of set up for what I was kind of expecting for the night. So um, you know, it it I, they worked hard. They did their thing. The crowd, you know. It, the, the mall being so big, it's so hard to get a decent crowd reaction because all the sound just travels through the whole mall instead of, you know, at the ring. But I will give them that the uh, the production value was pretty good and they had their, their title cards up and running and they had, you know, little breaks in the cameras and such. This match it worked. It worked as face for fake, at least at the beginning. Even though Racky can do heel group, he doesn't, like Mark, like Mark and Scott, he kind of begrudgingly in the group. He's working more like a fake. And actually, Mooney that tries to put the cheap pin late in the match. Uh, Big Duck comes out, actually stops the cheap pin, and Radke to take him out. Is like, hey, I don't want you out here. Uh, if it just me, or did that Big Duck guy kind of remind it remind you of Justin Summers? I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I, I he also has he, a podcast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> full circle no, tonight. Big, Big Duck, how's that? Oh, 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 that's right. I call, they were going to add for it on this show, wasn't there? Yes, there was. Full circle. We just, that's what we do. We bring it back. I even made a note of that commercial for that podcast and I forgot about it. I was, oh, it's further down on the page. Uh, I do like the commentary team on this one. One of the better commentary teams we've heard in a while. So they're compunctive for the show. They're doing a really nice job. Uh, we do get another distraction from the goon, which let Big Duck get a cheap shot in that Racky Duck and necessarily see. Racky gets a double, a fitting double underhook for the pin in 850. Uh, you got the story where he doesn't want to be in the goon, doesn't want to win with the interference, can't up win with the interference, and doesn't realize that's what happened. Uh, we're voting to something here. Mm-hmm. Good, sto- good story. Good enough opening match. I'm, I look okay with it. Yeah, it was fine. I, honestly, I, w- I wasn't super pumped about the whole thing, but it was good. It's it fine. It served its purpose. Yep. We go into our next matchup. It is Haber Dorado taking on Nunzio. Yes, that Nunzio. James Maritato, Little Guido, whatever you want to call him. EKW original. Now, if you if you hindsight this show and you watch it like we did back, this match had no business being on this card at all. It made zero sense. It it was just there in the beginning. And I'm I don't know if either one of you know anything else about this card about this company, but there was zero reason to have Nunzio against Saber Dorado. Uh no, but I will say one time I saw Nunzio going to a tanning salon. Um also in Long Island? No, no, this is actually in Rockland County. Uh-huh. Um, also, a local therapist would give out, for, I guess because Nunzio was also a client or knew them, would give out free 8 by 10s to the kids that took therapy with her. Excellent. I like that. Outstanding. That's that's my Nunzio. I worked one show at Nunzio, and I didn't get to work his match. I don't think I'm with that. But. An AIW and ECW favorite, Nunzio. And I, and I tell you, the dude's 50 years old. He is in great shape. Yeah, he's never, he actually never ages except for some gray in his hair. His body is exactly the same as it was in 1996. Which, you know, it makes him look more distinguished. Yeah, he just looks like he's, he's just like, he's like Dorian Gray. 
He just the, the hair is changing a little. Maybe the picture is fading a tad. But uh, he his body looks exactly the same. Yeah. So they do a they do a spot where they're auto acting for the left handed handshake, and they tease it for like a minute and a half before Nintio finally ducks and gets slapped in the face for trouble. Why are they making a big deal that they're using their left hand? I get like right hand supposed to be a handshake. Why is that the thing, by the way? Is it because they just assume people should be right handed? Pretty much. Pretty much. They assume you're going to be right handed. If you're going to go for a legitimate handshake, you're going to use your right hand. Yeah, if you're a lefty, you're that's the devil. You know, you're not supposed to. Lefties are not natural. You know. That's why when anyone tries, what goes for a handshake? I give them a nice little smooch. <laughs> I like that. Smooch on is a cheek. lot more formal. On the cheek. I didn't mean yeah, to make it clear. It's a lot, it's a lot more formal. Yeah, you got, 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 smooch has to be on the cheek. If it's on the lip, then can, can't be coming from any hands. Well, I would say, I don't know if either one of you have ever seen Saber Dorado. I have not. Um, but, you know, Nunzio got him through a, a, a decent match. He doesn't move as well as he used to. Um, but, yeah, I just wasn't sure what the point was. I honestly, didn't feel like it belonged there. Felt like it should have been in, in like a you know a JJCW show or like a uh, you know something you know, like a Beyond out of nowhere to have a guy like Nunzio pop out in a shopping mall is kind of odd. I feel like they could get him, so they did it. Right. Well, that's what it felt like. You're like, oh, here we go. We got Nunzio. Nunzio's fairly local. I believe he's from New Jersey. The show can scram Pennsylvania, which is Eastern Pennsylvania. Like it's not that far from the from the Jersey line. Mm-hmm. Probably a couple hour drive for him. Like why not? Why not you can be available, especially if yeah. you're driving and you don't need to need to pay for a plane ticket to get him in. Yep, and he and he, you know, he puts over Saber Dorado, and you know, he, he Nunzio doesn't need the wins. He's the thing about Nunzio is you can tell he's very humble, and he, uh, you know, he did his thing. I mean, I have no no qualms about it. Just was such an odd placement and out of nowhere type of match. He did the Sicilian slice and made me really want like a Sicilian pizza. <laughs> And I'm never going to get a decent enough one here. It makes me get, You can get one from Dear Mamas, I'm pretty sure. They don't do Cheap Sicilian. They, Dear Mamas. They do, the, they do the, it's rectangular, but it's not Sicilian. Oh, is, very, that, is that Detroit style? Detroit style, so to speak? I forget what you call it, but it's not Sicilian. And all the places here, I'm not going to be snotty, but like all the places in the local Cleveland area, to me at least, have not, have not lived up to my standards. Right, well, you came from New York, so, you know, it's hard to replace that deliciousness not to get my high horse about pizza of all I, I feel like we're on jim cornette podcast right now we're talking about pizza toppings and shit we're trying to stay relevant we got we cover all sorts of we're, stuff on we're, here no, no, no. we're way more relevant than, <laughs> than that, <laughs> okay. that grandpa right, well since we're bringing up since we're bringing up pizza what's the opinion on pineapple with between everybody no it doesn't, Hell yeah. no fruit on my pizza thank you or it's, fish it's so good you do the barbecue you do like that with ham and like a barbecue sauce if i want that i'll put it on a sandwich no fruit and no fish on my pizza. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I'm with I'm with Marky. I'm a pineapple and pizza guy. You have to understand uh, the sweetness of the pineapple counteract the saltiness of the caulk and the cheese. You get that nice little combo. It's perfect. Getting Italian ice after dinner. You know, I don't need sweetness on my pizza. We're gonna have to have a conversation off air about continuing this show. With your views here. Okay. Well, luckily we're not a food podcast. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna make or break whether we're on the air next week. Not for oh. me, for you guys. You guys can continue on with your pineapple-loving, you know, wrestling views. And I'll just go about my business, eating my regular pizza with no fruit and no fish. Thank you. I, hey, I, any, any I place that serves pineapple pizza, sponsor us, please. I agree with you on fish. I, I don't right. I, I, I don't understand putting fish on pizza, but... I've never done right. it, so I can't say one way or the other. Was this? Uh, are we still talking about wrestling? I I, I I lost track of time. I feel like we're really trying to put off talking about this rumble. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. 
Auto pins gets the upkept pin over Nunkia with a reverse nightbreaker and six forty three. And then came the Powerball Rumble. Uh, the Powerball Rumble. Rumble so, at a Royal. So let me get this right. If you get the Powerball, you can get anything you want from the company. Is that like, basically, that's what they said. Basically, yeah. It's kind of like a money in the bank, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a title shot. If you want a certain type of match against somebody you don't like, you do that. I wonder how far you could go with this. Like if you want some type of like elective surgery, if you could get, <laughs> have them pay for it. Because look, 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 I got some procedures I need to get done. If I need to get trained to become a wrestler and make this happen, I will win the Powerball Rumble. <laughs> I won the Powerball. Are you going to pay for my next tattoo? Please. Thank you. I wanted to wind up being like really stupid where the guy got the Powerball. He's like ready to cash in and he sees somebody eating a cannoli or something and he goes, Ooh, can I have a peek of that? Sure. And they take the Powerball from him and he got the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I wrote down here I have, if you like when the announcers say, wait a minute over and over again you're gonna love this rumble they they did the wait a minute what what in the world oh here we go every single time somebody came out okay it was it was painful and i'm gonna go one better on it do a shot every time somebody make a grit and strangler reference in this match yeah i didn't understand that yeah i didn't understand that was it something that goes with the show it's an office reference so every oh, okay. time they choke somebody and they're in Scranton, Pennsylvania, they make, had to mention the Scranton, Scranton Strangler. Well, I could not have heard any more cliches of, you know, look at this now or wait just a minute or, you know, whose music is that? Uh, every answer, every question I had was whose music is that? So the only two guys I knew in the whole show were, uh, were uh, what's his name, Loke uh, and uh, Devontes. And that's the only two guys I knew in the entire Rumble. I knew, a, I knew a few more. I've actually worked with them. I've, oh, and King Crab, right? Yeah, King Crab will get it. I've got the, yeah. I've got the list of entry in order. Same. Uh, so the, the intervals are allegedly 50 seconds. I did not pay that close attention to see if we were hitting it or not. And tag teams were able to come out at the same time as one entrant, but they had to be eliminated individually. Which, I was very confused yeah. by this. Tough. I actually stopped paying attention to all the elimination once I realized that the tag team were, able, were going out one at a time. It's like they came out together, but they're not eliminated together. Fuck this. I stopped taking no money. It was, an, it was a weird number, too, of entrance because there'd be, I have the 36. And since there was what, three teams? It's still only 39, so it's not even an even number. <laughs> and oh. I had a pro- so some of Where the was the fan, that- by the way? He did the promo. Why didn't they have him in the match? Yeah. He wasn't even at the show, I don't think. Was it what's who was Electro Ant or whatever? It wasn't that they used to be who Green Ant Worker Ant? Ah, uh, shit! I know they just changed it. And so did like the Razor Hawks change their name, and so did the the so did the ants, right? So they all kind of now it's like Laser Bird or something, and then it's Razor Wing. <laughs> razor Wing. That's it. I thought it was Electro Ant and Thief Ant are allegedly the same person, according to Cage Man. Oh, okay. So then it was, and it was Steve Ant, and he was—he's Electro Ant and whatnot. Okay, it's just weird that they did the promo then. He did the, did the promo as Steve Ant came out as Electro Ant. Was that he? He stole the electricity because he was in the Electric City. I I guess I don't. This know. is this is my head cannon. <laughs> stole the electricity, and now he's Electro. I, um, I re- but yeah, I, I really like some lousy. Go ahead, Marcy. I liked I liked Candyman Dan. Oh, yeah. He had the candy around his face, the chocolate around his lips. My new favorite Dan-based gimmick. <laughs> watch, Dan-based. watch out, Dan the Dad. Candyman Dan's coming for you. 
Okay. Right, watch out. Big, it, you can have a, a three-way triple threat, Big Dan Champ and Dan the Dad and Candyman Dan all going at it. Dr. Dan. Then we have a four-way dance. Making a special appearance from AEW to guest referee Dan Housen. <laughs> oh, man. Candyman Dan was an interesting-looking fella. And, he didn't last very long. He was the first person limited. Okay, well, let's, uh, let me go over the entry in the order of appearance. Kit Raff, Tag Team of Tyrant, and we've been calling him Candyman Dan, otherwise known as Delightful Dan, the goddamn Candyman. I love that name better. I'm sorry. They should just roll with it. Al De Niro, Jake, who they apparently nobody recognized. They gave him a graphic cane with Jake. Then they gave him a graphic cane with somebody else. And then another graphic cane. Nope, that was Jake all along. Make up your fucking mind. Roberto Garcia, who, guy named Roberto Garcia wearing a mask. Not sure. That was the skinniest mask dude I've ever seen in my life. The Diamond Skinny War Machine, King Crab, Mastodon. H.T. Loke, which I did pop for. Yes, H.T. Loke. Also, Mastodon, a.k.a. Uncle Masty, as they said. That's right. Billy Mike Quantum, who came out to the ring with a kendo stick. Aaron Rockman, Timor Green, Jay Vara, C.C. Boost, Miles Malek. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. C.C. Boost, the dude in the sweater coming out. And everybody, and the, the announcers made it out like, uh, uh, you know, The Rock just came out when C.C. Boost comes out. I'm like, what in the world? And him and Max Zero eliminate each other, and then they're gone through the mall. I don't even think Max Zero was part of the match. He just took out like I'm very confused about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I didn't actually listen to him as an entrant for that reason. We'll get into that in a minute here. Uh, my own Millennium, who got attacked by Max Zero, who entered the ring at that point. See, I thought originally that Max Zero just took his spot, but that was not the case because he Miles comes out later anyway. Mister Crumble can Kenny Defarge, Dan Style, Dylan Mesh, Ranger Wing. J.F. Hawthorne, Brian A., Scott Holliday, leaving the commentary booth, directing the professional wrestling filth damper, Mike Gyro, Dr. Moonlight Sun, Dr. Ethan Wilde, Kibo, who looked like Debo from the Friday movie, which is fantastic. These names sound like creative pro names, creative wrestler in the video game names. Crazy. Go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. Can't believe you have them all written down. I lost track somewhere in 15 or 16. Frank Pure Gold, Adrian Black, GKM, Evelyn Cage. Electro Ant, the Spoiler, the Clam Burglar, Rob Chase, Squid Sterling, and Devante. And yeah, there are definitely some names on there that sound like really bad creator wrestler names in WWE 2K22. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, something. Um, and I, you know, I really like uh, hearing them say, "Oh goodness, look who it is," and then I'm like, "Who is it?" Who, who am I supposed to be? The fans are so quiet. I don't know who I was supposed to be excited about. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, um, what was the name of that tag team? The second group that came out? Diamond City War Machines? No, the first tag team that came out in the, in, with the guys that look like, war, that look like, uh, oh, you know, Tyrant? Yeah, Tyrant. I, when they first walked out, I was like, oh, these guys look good, like physically, right? And then one of the dudes goes to walk up the steps to get in the ring, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That's why. He just like kind of fell down, fell up the steps almost. And I was like, okay, no wonder they're, they're uh, where they are. But um, yeah, there was a dude without shoes in that group. And, uh, uh, you know, it just kind of, the, the whole match was kind of a mess. They didn't have enough, they had camera angles, but not, not in the right place. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So there are, there are a couple of games where there are fights going on outside the ring after, after elimination. Uh, they do have a flip screen going, so you can follow the action in the ring at the same time, which I thought was a nice touch. On occasion, the split screen was in the right place, 
Like when Mac Zero and that CC Boost fought through the mall, the split screen was not there. Oh, that poor pillar, fucking. Um... Yeah, who's gonna pay for that? All I could think of is like Thorn if they ruin something, you know, in AIW if they break something not supposed to. And he's like, oh no, that we have to call the venue. What what would the mall say if they go breaking the pillar? Max Zero smashing right into the pillar. So you just blame it on some some kids. Damn kids, they're the ones who did it. Some kid with their skateboard tried to kickflip off the pillar. <laughs> kickflip indeed. <laughs> Yeah, things like that fall, start falling apart when they should start airing on IWTV, though. If they're, if they're going to be like, oh, wait, you guys were streaming? Let me see that footage. Uh, the mall probably doesn't know that, though. It's like probably this really old guy that does, like, doesn't even barely knows what the internet still is or was, or you, you know what I mean. It's, it's probably dying anyway, so it's fine. So, can you can, give me an idea? Give me an idea who won this because I, I, Devante had a, a hot streak where he threw like seven guys out. Yeah. Who who ended up who ended up winning this thing? Well, that would be the end. Saw Kid Osborne get the number one. Kid Osborne get the elimination on Devontae, and then uh, Miles Millennium sneaks in and just kind of tosses them out. And he has That's right. He has the Powerball, and he can get any tattoo he wants. Now I think you get Kit Osborne and Kit Raff. Kit Raff. I don't know why I said Osborne. My phone auto cracked it. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> think I'm confused. Osborne who worked in Philly like 30 years ago, but. Whew, it's fine. It, I mean, the match got away from you, just like it got. It, it just got away. It got away from everybody there. I, I didn't. I didn't really know what was going on. It was not. Uh, it was. It felt very long. Jayhawk. If you have a time on there, it was about forty minutes too long. <laughs> so I'm going to preface it by saying Matt Durline from the A Show asked us to review the show a few weeks ago. He he wanted he wanted an idea of what we thought about it. And he, yeah. and the show ended, and he, and he could. I, if you do review that show, I apologize for the length of the rumble. Yeah. Now, knowing we just had gone for the gold and AIW, and that was about an hour and five, or give or take, I'm thinking this thing got be like an hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half, 49 minutes, and 56 seconds. So it's actually not that long, but it's all, but there's so many people in this match, and it's all over the place. It, it honestly did feel a lot longer than it actually was. It's like shoehorning lyrics into a song that you know don't belong there. Like they just, I feel like they shoehorn too much into into this match. And and there's stuff I liked in this match, and there are, are people I like in this match. Uh, I've worked show for, I've worked a number of shows with Crumble and Defarge. I love those guys. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I've been working show with Evelyn Cage recently. She's fantastic. I loved her deal. Yeah, I was a big fan of Evelyn. She's got the 1950 Housewife thing going. If 1950 Housewife had dyed hair and tattoo, because I could mock them. I love it. 60s Housewife meets Alt Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I go, there's people I like in this match or think, think I liked in it. How many pairs of tearaway pants did Stan Style have? Three. I think it was four. I feel like the fourth one he just grabbed, he grabbed an old one and just threw it. I, I, he, threw, he ripped off three in a row. He ripped off. He threw off. He ripped off three in a row. Threw him in the and fake and before eliminating him. Then he threw one at Mike Skyrock, and Skyrock went, "Ah, screw you!" and threw him over the top. After that, as you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, like, yeah, delightful Dan, the goddamn candy man. Like he wasn't in there long, but that was entertain. That was entertaining. There's stuff I liked in. Oh, I didn't say that it was bad. It's just it was too much, too poorly put together. Um, and that was my problem with it. It was just poorly put together. And I also didn't think the quality was there. Like you, for, you didn't need 39 guys. Then you didn't need the cameraman. You didn't need that dude, Jace. There was a bunch of guys you didn't need in there 
for no, like there was no reason. Like if you wanted to get everybody in fine, but there was no reason to have them in there. So, you know, that's just, that was just my feeling is that there were other ways to tighten this up, you know, instead of just letting everybody kind of run roughshod through the, through the, you know, the rumble. It, it, felt, it felt like it had no flow to it. Right. There was zero flow. It was still eager to follow than that 63 man rumble I call in Vegas. Oh yeah. The one that you talked about at the uh, cauliflower alley club, right? Yeah. This was, yeah. This that still blows my mind. 63 is just too excessive. There's nothing I would want more than us to review that and go minute by minute and, and elimination by elimination. Oh, uh, I know it was filmed and it's also not on IWTV and I honestly don't know how to get a copy. Like, I know it was filmed. We'll get a copy and we'll just do it for fun. It's not even for the podcast. Exactly. It's it's team building. Bonus IWTV guy to Jason. Bonus content <laughs> for Patreon. That's right. For our one-day launch Patreon. There is a post-match interview where my own Millennium McGack, what's next? And he's like, well, I'm not telling you. Like, why would I tell you that now? Like, which is honestly a good answer. He's yeah. for sure He's for sure wasting it on a shitty tattoo. <laughs> Possibly a Brahma Bull tramp stamp. Oh, I, I don't know anybody who has one of those, but, you know, it would be a good place to to put a Brahma Bull logo. Okay. Can we look <laughs> earlier we have a, for the Birds on Film podcast? And then from there, we get a training montage for Tommy Beck, and he is training for his match in the schedule with Dan Champion. By the way, I thought that was our friend Reese, Tommy Beck. I was like, this guy looks just like Reese training for for, <laughs> for a match. How'd they get Reese to do one of these? That, that, if, it's looking already a, if it's looking already a parody of a training video, I, I, would be, I would like, let's do a parody of it. But doing a parody of a parody is kind of ridiculous. Well. But then he's training for this match with Dan Champion. He gave... Promo time to the training montage. Dan Champion's not there. Why could be Tommy Beck taking on AJ Evers? Which is a complete step down. No offense to AJ Evers, but, you know, I really like Dan Champ. I would have loved to have seen that. Oh, Tommy Beck goes, I don't want to wrestle. I train for Dan Champion. If I'm not wrestling him, I'm leaving. Well, he tried to leave, and Evers attacked him on the floor, and they brawl through the crowd for a few minutes. When they finally get back into the ring, the first match, the first big move is Tommy Beck getting a superplex off the bottom rope. Yeah, he didn't get that one to kind of work out so well. Yeah, it was not. Uh, there's for sure been better. I mean, I, I kind of wish there was some better placement. Like after the rumble that was kind of all over, that women's match could have went in there because it was a good, it was a much better match than this one. But we'll get to it. But yeah, this was not this was not ideal. The 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 uh, the match itself was not not ideal. This match is this match is fine. I don't have a ton. Of, I don't have a ton of note on it. I yeah I. The finish was terrible. I think just, the, the finish and the rumble kind of pulled me out of a lot of things. I didn't, I didn't get my focus back until the women's match. Yep, I agree with you. That's why I said that ma- that there could have been something else that followed this because this was not it. And what, 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 was, what was wrong with the finish besides the fact that it was a cutter and like everybody finisher could cut? Well, well, it was supposed it to looked be a really cutter. bad. Yeah, it was supposed to be a cutter off of what's her name, Marianne, Marianna or whatever, off her back. Mary Elizabeth. Right, he was supposed to jump off Mary Elizabeth's back and do a cutter, and he just, like, kind of pancaked her into the mat, and he just made, you know, it just became almost like he was jumping off a step stool, and it, it just was not, it was not great. Ever getting the win with the, with the cutter in Kevin 14. We then go to one of the more unique ribbons matches I've ever seen, if only because of the talent involved in this. Mm-hmm. Like a four-way match with Angelina Love, Angel Orkini, Jay McCoy, and Adina Steele. I didn't know Angel Orkini was still in the wrestling business. I'm showing how much yeah. she's paying. But she but yeah, she'd been around for 21 years at this point. Forever. Yeah. I, I had to do a double take. I couldn't believe who was like, 
I'm like, what? And then Ange- and Angelie Love, I'm like, really? I'm like, these are, it's, this just goes right up there with, with uh, uh, Nunzio and Sabre Dorado. I was like, this is fascinating, you know? Now, in fairness, Angel Ortini only wrestled three times in 2021 and the her first match in 2022, according to Cage Match. Go, I think Arika, I didn't really realize she was still wrestling. But, but you got Angelina the love of the beautiful people in there. Yeah. Last, yeah. I haven't seen her since she left Ring of Honor several years. Shane McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. Shane McCoy, I'm a big fan of. And Adina Steele, I've seen one or twice before this, but not. Not not a ton. I, I'm not a fan of the multi perk and magic. I've made it pretty clear for a long time about that. But yeah, you said you hate three ways. I hate three ways. <laughs> I, I hate let it sit. Ways. Let it sit. <laughs> I, I, I need to make. I need to make it clear. I hate three way matching. Yeah, it, it 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 you you mentioned you don't like when somebody sits on the ground while the, the other two wrestle. So it's even worse here because you got two people on the ground while two people are in the ring. I, I, and honestly, it's more egregious than the four-way like this, in my opinion, because there's no reason for the other two to at least not be fighting on the floor. Mm-hmm. Even if the two in the ring are the focus, the other two should be doing something. That's my biggest, my, my biggest pet peeve with the multi Perkin matches like that. But the people were behind uh, what's her name, Adrian Steele or whatever. Like they were, they were pretty behind her as far as the uh, crowd goes. She was from Scranton, so they were all excited. Makes sense. First time she looked good. Always, always a fan of Shay McCoy. In fact, I'm going to go as far as to say she is who I was crushing on this this uh for the show. All right, we got it. Uh, yeah, I mean, the match itself is fine. They're good stuff. And Adina Steele pinned Orkini with her finisher, the plot twist, Kevin 47. So it, it's not very long. Well, they had to make room for the next irrelevant tag match. So, you know. <laughs> okay, and that next tag team match. The mighty militia of Johnny Moran and Mike Mitchell taking on the miracle generation of Dustin Waller and Kylon King. And mighty militia have a manager. It, I, I, I under, if I understand correctly, it's, it's one of their sons, I believe Moran's son, dressed up as Jim Cornette. Mini Cornette. I think yeah. it's it's borderline child. I'm, I'm not. Don't take this seriously, by the way. But I feel like it's borderline <laughs> child abuse to make your child dress up as Jim Cornette. <laughs> the, the tennis racket was bigger than the kid. Cornette's a fun cod play to do. I'm not going to lie. Sure, you tell the kid, get out there and tell people you're a cuck. <laughs> I don't think the, the kid doesn't even know what that means. Come on. Hey, sell it, kid. Go. Tell everyone you're a cuck, goddammit. Go throw, throw <laughs> some slurs in there, too. <laughs> all, I, all, I, all, I, all I know is I hope they, after the show, they went to a, a Dairy Queen drive through and he asked for a triple cheeseburger, motherfucker. <laughs> well, he was fine in his, in his little role. He gave everybody a little cheer. Got everybody got was was excited about that, so that's good. He did the ring introduction for the Mighty Militia, and even the ring announcer go, "I'm out of a job." That's fun. Now, are the Mighty Militia like their tag team there? Like, I'm not, I, I, I don't know enough about you know high tension to know. Are they? Is that their? Is that their guys? Or you know, what's up with them being so so far along in the card that you know that's where they put them? Okay, so the, like actually, the first time they've been a team since like 2017. Uh huh. But they used to be a regular tag team in the Eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey area. 2015, 2017 had a pretty good run. It was like a one, they were billing like a one time reunion match for. Okay. You wouldn't know by the crowd reaction, but you know. <laughs> uh, again, though, when they were teaming regularly, that was the area they were, they were working. It would be, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Jellyville Fuckett being away from AIW for three or four years and then coming back and gauntlet getting the big pop. Okay. So that, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Again, 
fun stuff here. Matches back and forth. Both teams getting a lot of near fall. Uh, they're in a spot where the militia catch uh, Waller on a dive, and then they throw him into King when King's trying to dive. Neat spot there. I like that one a lot. Probably my 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 pick for spot of the night. That was a good one. It's the militia getting a pin with the vertical assault in 8 minutes and 49 seconds. And then we have mini Jim Cornette eating the crap out of the referee with the tennis racket. Always fun. He really sold it, too. The referee crawled his ass out of the ring. Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah, the, re- the re- referee called like it would, like he was dead. When he got up, he struggled to his feet, and you could you, know, you could see him tell the kid hit him again. When he hit him again, down he went again, and he just lied. Yep. And he just lied there dead until they left the ring. Great. Yeah, they left that hard cam right on the ref crawling out of the ring, and then the uh, and then <laughs> leaving the arena when uh, when the next match was starting. Before we have that next match, correcting the professional wrestling, Phil Damper come out to the ring. He introduced Magic, and honestly, I'm not familiar with Magic, so nope. I apologize if he a big deal out that way. I don't know him. They said he was influential in the New Jersey Independence. Okay. <laughs> Very well maybe. I'm not that familiar with the New Jersey Independence game. Jerky All Pro hasn't been a thing in how long? Well, we watched a lot of those you know, CZW-type shows, and that dude was never on any of them, so I don't know if I believe it for a second. But Magic is... Co- is- Carrying some kind of, of of championship belt, which we find out is going to be for the High Tension Wrestling Television Championship, and the next show, which we do not get a date for, is going to be the tournament for that title. Kelly McMurphy come out; he gets nobody more TV ready than he is. He wants the belt for that tournament. Before they can make any announcement about his match at the tournament, out come JTG, and this is your main event: JTG against Killian McMurphy. Oh my God! Oh, by the way, in fantastic shape, dude. Yeah. I- yeah, what do with that Jack when he was in WWE? Why the fuck was he wearing a shirt? Because he wasn't that Jack, and then he when he had his time away and he could get himself into a good shape when he wasn't on the road, you know, four hundred days out of the year, he uh, got himself looking like a Greek statue. Dude looks fantastic. Every time I see him now, I'm like, this guy should be on TV like every week. He's he's he looks like he looks like he's chiseled out of stone. It's amazing. It's wild he hasn't gotten like the call from anywhere. I know you would have thought Vince would be like all over it when, uh, when he, he, and you know, Vince is an opportunity. So even I wouldn't have, even, I mean, sure. It would have been scummy, but for him to utilize JTG after, you know, a, after uh, um, uh, the big fella passed away, you know, he, anything. Yeah. To when Shad passed away, like you don't think that JTG would have been, you know, really well utilized on TV. I mean, well, no, he wouldn't because it's Vince, but in general, he could have been on TV. The guy looks fantastic. He wears trunks. He's got, you know, boots on, no more jeans, you know, doesn't play that stupid stereotype that Vince had him doing. And he's really good. He's just, he's just awesome. He's, I, I want to meet him. I'd love to see him at an AIW show. I think he'd be a good fit in something like Impact, I think. I would think he was, I, I mean, I'm surprised he wasn't on Impact. I, I, I'd have to look up his cage max. Are, are we sure he was never on there? I'm looking at, I'm looking right now. He's been in the NWA recently. You've got that power hoodie on. I thought you, I figured you would have known that. Wait, say that again? Been in the NWA recently. Oh. That NWA hoodie on. I figured you probably would have known that much. I, I got the hoodie because it was cheap and, you know, it's <laughs> res- wrestling related. So I got it. And, uh, you know, I was singing uh, uh, Disarmed by the Smashing Pumpkins while I was ordering it. I was humming it to myself. <laughs> Only they had some power booty shorts. <laughs> Listen, I'm still waiting for the IWTV Guide uh, booty shorts. And we will get those, Marcy, I swear. I'm looking at a cage match now. I'm PW stuff. I won't mention that company because I'm on that one. Womp womp. <laughs> he had not done impact. 
amazing. I mean, and I haven't heard anything bad about him. Like it's ridiculous. There shouldn't be, there's gotta be a reason why he's not, you know, done a, done a ton of stuff for VIP down in Texas. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting impact. Well, Killian McMurphy, I've seen all over the place. He was in, in, uh, uh, you know, in Jersey, I saw him several, several times for Capital Wrestling and, you know, that area, those shows. And, um, yeah, I mean, he was always, I, I mean, I guess if you put somebody in a spot where the fans believe he's a good, he's a bad guy, great. Um, but uh, JTG, I, I wouldn't, uh, JTG would look, looked, you know, 5,000 times better than he did because JTG is just, he's just TV ready all the time. But it was a good match. and and. Those guys, the goons, play bad guys really well, so that's fun. I got to see Killing McMurphy in person at the ECW Super 8 here, teaming with M- Mr. Ooh La La, of all people. Oh. That was an interesting tag team. Yeah, that's, that's a fun little, fun little main event here, though. Well, if I recall, too, he was with Sonny Kiss for a while, um, you know, on a, on a relationship side of it, not on the wrestling side. And I remember seeing them together when Sonny got signed by AEW, um, I was at a Capitol show and Sonny was in the back when he was wrestling and Sonny was still doing his pictures and everything um, with people, which was kind of cool. So, but uh, Killian's gone, he's gone around and he's made his loop now. He's, he's all over the place. So what are our thoughts on this match? Okay, like I kind of pretty, some pretty good stuff here. Yeah. As far as, fine. as far as the card, I think this is for the main events. Um, I think by finally by this point, the sense of the rumble had kind of worn off. So I was actually enjoying this match. Lasted that long, huh, Mars? <laughs> it's, I don't want, I, I'm not trying to be mean on it, but it did kind of did drag everything down. And then maybe it's just the placement of the Rumble, too. It was, it was like the third match. is like, I don't know. You know what? Now that you said Rumble that. last or second to last? Yeah, now that you said that, you're right. The placement of that was, it was, it was in the entire wrong place. That maybe should have ended it because the Powerball is the most important. Uh, okay, well let's, well, let's look at it this way, though. Based on the fact that we did have a commercial come up after that, that, could probably where, that was probably where the intermission came. Oh, oh, right, right, okay. That crowd probably had a 10 to 15-minute break before the next thing came up after that rumble. So they could go to the Verizon store and get their ear pods and everything else. Do all your shopping. We're going on a break. Or go, or go to the- Everyone to the food court. Okay, right. go to the food court, hit that bun up. Yeah, the Panda Express. You need oh. if you need time, we'll give you time. Go on up there. Fuck a Cinnabon sounds real good right now. I know, right? The finish of the main event comes. Big Dust is constant the distraction. My own Millennium come in. Cooper kick JTG. McMurphy hits the Lariat for the pin. Eleven twenty five. After the match, Phil Stamper comes out, and now it's going to be McMurphy against Kit Raff in the first round of the TV title tournament. Are you sure that's not Kit Osborne? I'm sure it's not Kit Osborne. We get a short confrontation between between the goon and uh, Kit Ref and Coach Ref. Coach Ref hit Big Duck with the thunder to end the show. That's how we go off the air. All right, go. Thoughts on the Rumble aside, how are we rating the show overall? I honestly, I'm going to give this one a thumbs down. I think the Rumble kind of ruined it for me. It was dragging, and it kind of dragged the rest of the show down for me. Yeah, as much as I would not like to count that, well, it is part of the show. I feel like it's unfortunately the way it was and the way it was placed kind of for my watching i get why they did it for the live audience but for my viewing kind of brought it down so this is, i think this might be my first thumbs down and I, but i also if i can and i agree with mars there the powerball was supposed to be the big deal right and they gave it to him and it was just so kind of anticlimactic that you would think that if it was you know in the at the end of the show you would you know you go off the air with him holding that powerball up high like you know I, I'm going to do anything I want, you know, like that kind of thing. And to put it in the middle and then you have five matches after it or whatever it was, 
you know, it, it just, it really, really messed up the pacing and, and kind of messed up the flow of what a, a wrestling show should be. Yeah, I would first like done the Rumble last, and then you could still have the setup that they're going to do to have a championship. And I feel like that adds even more, like, intrigue to what they're going to use it for, because now that you know that there's this title people can go for. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 going to be nicer than you guys about the show. I'm going thumbs in the middle. I, I Yes, the Rumble is all over the place. I'm not even going to call it the worst Rumble I've ever seen, but it's been through so booked some Royal Rumble matches in the past. I mean, the match with Reese almost made me give it a thumbs in the middle, but it didn't. It just didn't get up there because it wasn't really Reese. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoyed Nunez's match. I enjoyed the main event. Yeah, I, I, there there was enough good uh, there was enough good stuff on here that I can't go thumbs down on it. It's not yeah. a, it's not a blowaway show by any means. The show's not such a turn off that I'm not going to watch another one of their shows in live. Like like they 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 get some things up here. Yeah, so they got they got me interested in sticking around at least. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go in the middle. I can't go the full thumbs up though. I'd say even though I thumbs down this particular show, I would not be opposed to watching more from them. I just like I said, I think the rumble was just too a little too much for me. I would give it more if you do more more mall shows. I'm down for the mall shows though. I like I, the atmosphere of the mall show. I will give a big thumbs up for the electric electro slash the fan promo. So there's that. Yeah. And if you can get me Big Dan Champ instead of, uh, you know, bait and switching me, I'm, I'm in. All right. With that, we're going to go ahead and, and wrap things up here. Let's go ahead and I get some plug in. Marky, let's go ahead and start with you. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at eGirlFemboy, boy spelled B-O-I. You can find me on Twitch, also eGirlFemboy. Uh, hey, I gave a little hint of that later. There's going to be an X-Over probably recorded this weekend coming out. Hopefully also this week, talking about the Sony PlayStation State of Play. Maybe a review of a certain Street Fighter movie. Not the fun one everyone likes. It's the one everyone hates. So the Van Damme one. No, 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 no. That's That has its charm. I'm oh, the one that... Oh, the one that was on Netflix or whatever it was on the, Hulu? Or... I'm talking Legend of Chun-Li. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was The terrible. one everyone yeah. forgets exists. So that'll be a... I'm watching that tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm dreading it, but it'll be good content. Hey, also, since it's Pride, send a queer person money, a.k.a. send me money. Hit me up on my cash app, Mars Femeline, M-A-R-C-E-F-E-M-I-L-I-N-E, or a Venmo, E-Girl Femboy. Boy, also spelled B-O-Y there. All right. I checked my phone here while you were going through your plug, Mark, and I got a text from my wife going, so you hate threesomes? No, motherfucker! I hate three-way matching! But how do you feel about orgies? Uh, depending on who's involved. If you think about it, uh, a rumble is just kind of like an orgy. It's the wrestling equivalent of an orgy. We're right. still talking about wrestling. <laughs> well, speaking of rumble, uh, my next appearing as a referee will be on June 18th for Real Action Pro Wrestling. The Ohio Urban, I believe they call it the Ohio Urban Revenant Center in Youngstown, Ohio. I really thought you were going to say your next appearance is going to be at an orgy. That's <laughs> uh, for me to know and for you to never find out. Uh, yeah, oh, actually, Pro Wrestling Over the Top, June 18th. It is the annual Over the Top Rumble. 30 participants, when I forgot the number, 30 participants in that Rumble. We're going to get a future title shot. Grim McKen, Kid Affinity, RAPW Championship against Kit Page, and a lot more on that particular card. I'm also going to be working a brewery show the following day, June 19th, in Dave Grohl Alley in downtown Warren, Ohio. I believe like a four o'clock bell time, if I'm not mistaken. I, they have not announced any matches for that. I don't think they're going to announce anything ahead of time for that one. But come on out. The show could really fun, really laid back, really great atmosphere. Check that out. Follow me on Twitter at RefJayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk1539. 
one of these days, I'll get back on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash RefJayHawk. RefJayGold. Oh, okay. Uh, you can find me at Twitter, at JGold12, shouting into the void. Um, tomorrow, I will be in my office in Manhattan. That's where else you can find me. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to us. Don't forget about the uh, now starting to become the semi-new merch store over at Brainbuster Tees. Um, you can get all sorts of cool gear, whether it be joggers or uh, masks or fanny packs or hats. Uh, you'll be seeing us wearing all those anytime you see us at a show. Um, I also want to mention the Big Starks brand tournament that we sponsored is uh, live on IW. Well, is live to tape on IWTV Guide now, so IWTV now. So please watch that. We're covering um, it next week and come out of that. Aha, I'll be covering that. So we'll give you a good rundown on that sponsored show. Um, don't forget about our podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast. If you catch my grip, the A Show, which we're a little disappointed in that Jayhawk lost. Um, oh, and, and in fairness, uh, speaking, speaking of this show, Coach Raff of my opponent for that one, he did have a pretty good show considering the shitty roster I gave him. Oh, I, I can't be too upset with it, although I really wanted to be in that final with that rocker for that final. Fucking I was going to say, we don't we don't allow losers on this podcast, so you know you better find a way to make it good, Jayhawk. Uh, um, at, remember, remember who's paying the fucking bill. <laughs> at Odds with Wrestling, X over with Marcy, and the card is going to change. Our other friends, the official graphic designer of IWTV Guide, JC Designs, PWPonderings.com, Big Starks brand, Set Tab Photos, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, the best barbecue in Ohio. I can't wait to get out there next week and have some of that. And uh, Kayfabe Collectibles, which is now Kayfabe Collectibles Florida office. Um, so check out our buddy Joey over there. Uh, that is it for me for this week, Jayhawk. All right. And as the great Bobby Heenan once said, do you call 20 drunken Canadian geeks getting around honking at each other? Rick Martell, Family Reunion. Fantastic. Good night, everybody. Bye. Fixated on you in my downtime. Can we start new? Yeah, alright. Who got a blunt? Is my tagline. I'm out front. Can you hear the baseline? Hear the baseline. Money got a plus sign. Hello Kitty on the pill. Fox FaceTime. Twinkle Park gotta run up an incline. Star circle use the rings as a guideline. Baby, please come through. Guess my star sign. Tell me all your secrets off white wine. Don't be scared, shoddy. Trust it's alright. Make